This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. episode 223 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in the rain. Time to die. Nice. I know I've used that line before, and I'm sure some people will be like, you used, you've used that before. But unfortunately, this week, you know, we had to pass, you know, the great <sighs> Rudger Hauer. Yeah. Who, who spoke that line in Blade Runner. Yeah. And I found out, I should have known this. I, don't, I can't believe I didn't know this. Like, like, he partially improvised some of that, that speech. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, that, I, mean, I just want, we'll just, without... We'll just get right into that before we get into how you and I are doing. Like, Rutger Hauer passed this week, and he is one of my all-time favorite actors. Yeah. Like, he's been in, in so much stuff that influenced me. Like, he was in Nighthawks. He was in Blade Runner. He was in Lady Hawk. He was in Flesh and Blood. Hobo with a Shotgun. <clears throat> he was in Batman Begins. I mean, you know, he he's a guy who... Um, He's in the Hitcher, you know. I mean, he he's a guy. He he could play anything. He could play a hero. He could play a villain. He could play the anti-hero. Like, he was a guy who was just. He was an impressive actor, and I can't believe he wasn't bigger than he was. You know, what I mean, like he he kind of became a that guy. Yeah. And but he was one of the best that guys ever. Yeah. It's a loss. It is. Yeah. Especially stuff from our childhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I mean... I mean, I, I could go on and on about Blade Runner, and I have in the past, and I, I mean, like, his performance... Like, as good as, as, as Harrison Ford is, like, his performance as Roy Batty is just... Probably what makes that movie so fucking great. Yeah. Like, he is so good in that role. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean... You go on to like Lady Hawk, and like when like he shows up as Navarre, you're like he's just such a a complete and total badass and the total hero. Yeah, you know, like like what you would want from a hero, and then he 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 juxtaposes that with like Flesh and Blood, where like he's like the anti-hero. He's not the villain yeah. per se. He he is, but he isn't. But like he's the guy like who just he always gets away. Yeah, like I mean he's like. He's such a he was such a good actor and like in, in so many roles throughout the years. Like he kind of got lost in the '90s in the direct to video market with a, most of his stuff. Yeah, but he was a working actor who did a ton of stuff. Like he never went away and like 
and he would do like I don't want to say anything, but like I mean, he he wasn't a guy who shied away from like like hard hitting drama to to something genre based, right? You know, mm-hmm. as long as the role was was juicy and and good, something he could sink his teeth in. Hell, he he played Dracula in, in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie and was phenomenal in that role. Yeah, like he was great. Yeah, he was. I forgot about Dracula. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's done so much over the years. It's kind of like a weird thing. And, I mean, and it's like so... It it really hurt me to see that he had passed away this week. Yeah. Like, it really did. Like, it it was a Stan Lee level of bother that I got from from this news. Yeah. Like, it it ranked up there with Stan Lee and Bowie and Prince. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it was like, like, it really, really bummed me out. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, you were closer to him than me. And not closer, but... Yeah. More of a fan than I was. Yeah. But, so I can understand that. Yeah. Like, I, I really, like, if it was a, if it's a movie that had Rudger Hauer in it, I would want to watch it. Yeah. Because I love, even bad movies, I was like, man, it's got Rudger Hauer in it, though. Yeah. You know, I'm sure to get at least a good performance from him. Uh-huh. So, I just bummed me out. I hear you. Yeah. So, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. As good as one can be. Yeah. It's been a rough couple of weeks, but uh yeah, I'm good. Oh, by the way, um speaking of Rudger Hauer as um um Dracula. Yeah. Have you ever watched What We Do in the Shadows? I've heard nothing but good things about the show. <laughs> oh, I've heard man. I've heard it's really funny. Like but I haven't gotten around to watching it. Huh. I, so I, what I just kind of started, and so um, what I think happened was there was a movie first. There was it was it was written and directed by that uh, Takiki Watali. Yeah, yeah, which is really good. Yeah, and then came the series, which those characters moved back right and set set forth these new characters. Right, really good. I feel like it changed speed there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Really good, but I'm gonna. T- I- I'm just gonna take because you'll probably never watch it. Probably not. No. So, um, spoilers. So if okay. just yeah. cut it out for the next two minutes while I talk about this. So anyway, they <laughs> this one this one episode was really good, and and they ended up killing like a. Um, I, I wouldn't say Dracula, but that level. Yeah. Like right. Mm-hmm. And so they all had to go to frickin' uh, quote the, uh, you know, like a circle. Like yeah. they yeah. took them in there. And so they go into this place, and there's these two vampires. And I didn't recognize them immediately. Um, but, you know, these the three people are explaining our case. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really kill them. We talked about killing them, but yeah. didn't kill them. You know, stuff like that. And the one guy goes, well, I completely believe your story. You know? Yeah. And the woman goes, I, I, I believe you too. And they were like, oh, great. You know? Yeah. And so this is, is the council meeting over? And they go, oh, we're not council. We've been imprisoned for 600 years. This is just a waiting area. <laughs> and it was Batista. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> right. So that was the best part. Yeah. One of the best parts, yeah. right? And... Uh, so I was like, that's cool. And the woman was somebody, too. I just don't know who it yeah. is. So then they get into the council. Mm-hmm. And so 
they show all these people on the council and there's in the council they all there's this weird dance number that they yeah <laughs> in white robes you know and they all form a circle and um when they form the circle um the original guys are there yeah the director yeah. you know everybody yeah is there and then what's her name is there from ah oh, real pale skin for the matrix oh okay yeah yeah um Carrie Ann Moss no she was in the matrix she was in uh, uh Constantine okay I know you're talking about, I can't think of her name yeah pause it for a second cause I gotta look it up okay alright so Ian showed me the uh the scene you were talking about <laughs> with with Tilda Swinson, yeah, yeah you were Tilda thinking of, who was not in the Matrix, yeah, but she was, was in Constantine. Constantine, yeah. So, yeah, that was funny. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, I, I've heard. I, I know our friends over at Hobie have talked about that show and they've raved about it. And I've it's thought fantastic. about watching it, but it's really good. Yeah, it's one of the better comedies. On yeah, there. I mean, it's like fantastic. But to show this guest list that they got for this, yeah, I mean, they pulled vampires out of everywhere. Yeah, and. Paul Rubens is one of yeah. the vampires, which yeah. like really made me ecstatic, and he yeah. reprised the role of the vampire in Buffy the Vampire, yeah. which was even better. Right. So just to see Paul Rubens on camera yeah. again is oh yeah, it's always fun, fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, so so that's I I've watched a, a few things this mm-hmm. week. Um, I, I finally got around to seeing um, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh. What'd you think? It was just okay. Yeah, it was, I liked it. It 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 really played it, was, it it played very weirdly in my opinion. Like it truly was nothing more than a setup movie. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Yeah, like it's it, it it was very weird how it kind of played out, like. Like the other Harry Potter movies always had like a def- like well what, I'm not going to say a definitive ending but they like it was like <laughs> the semester came to an end. Yeah, but that's how they were designed. Right, that was how, by design and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, but um w- like with this like and, and spoiler alert, like everything that kind of took place just seemed to be Unlike unlike the first movie, like we have to take all the, the, you have to use this entire movie to set up the next three. Mm-hmm. Like the first movie felt like it had a definitive ending, right? With you know how it ended, and this was, it was a like, great ending. Actually. Yeah, it's a great ending. Like the first movie's fantastic because it, well, it didn't feel like a Harry Potter movie. It still had like this. It had a definitive ending. You felt like okay, well, that's the end of, of this particular story. <laughs> In this five chapter series, mm-hmm. where this this particular one, the Crimes of Grindelwald, by the time you got to the end of it, it was like it might as well just came up and said to be continued. Right. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like like this particular story had an ending at all. Okay. And that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah. Like I thought it was. I liked. I liked the story that it told. I liked the direction that the the franchise has gone. You know, it wasn't anything I disliked about it. Just the fact that it was like this open-ended kind of story that was always meant to do is set up the next three. Yeah. Where like it, it, it would have felt better if it had like a definitive ending, in my opinion. I see. That's that's my only real complaint about it. like everything about it was like 
we're just kind of throwing you into the deep end of the pool. And here we go. And we'll see you next movie. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, I, I can see where your your feelings are on that. But I did like the movie. Yeah. And I really like Johnny Depp in the movie. Yeah, I thought Depp was very good in it. I, I liked, as little as he was used, I liked Jude Law. Yeah. I, I liked, well, that's more to come, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, too. But, I mean, like, his Dumbledore was fantastic. Yeah. And I, I, I liked... I liked how they explored that relationship between those, you know, Dumbledore and Grindelwald uh-huh. just a little bit, and the explanation of, of the, you know, the blood oath. Yeah, that they, I mean, it, it was like just a lot of good stuff there, and like I, I, like as a Potter fan, as a fan of that world, it, it told a good story with characters I liked. But at the same time, there was a little bit of it that was like at the ending, I was just like, you mean that's it? <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I, I did like Dumbledore, though. Yeah. Two Laws, Dumbledore was really good. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty I, cool. I, I liked um, the little strange character. Like, like, like it was clear, like, her, her feelings are truly for Newt. But... You know, she was with his like yeah, it was like like that relationship was very interesting. And even at the end, when she's joining Grindelwald, it was kind of like, "I'm sorry, Newt." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was a very like that like they developed a lot of stuff very quickly, like maybe too quickly, because they have like a larger story to tell in the next three movies, Mm -hmm. and it felt like like I, I would have liked to have seen that relationship explored more between. Like that, like that, love square, in a way. Yeah. You know, because like, you know, the girl he he now loves thinks he's getting married to some. I mean, it, it was like a whole. Like it, it, it was very well done. Like I, I don't have it. Like I enjoyed myself, but it just like the ending kind of left me like flat. I guess. Yeah. Is yeah. In a way. I mean, it, it was like they they tried really hard to do like a return like an empire, uh-huh. and they didn't quite get there. Yeah. You know, and instead of it being like, it felt more like the end of Back to the Future Two than it did the end of Empire Strikes Back. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I watched that, and then I watched um, a series. Season one is on Netflix right now, but it's an NBC show called Good Girls. Okay. This is a a a dramedy. Okay. Okay. Like the. The, the big star in this is Christina Hendricks. Okay. Yeah, you know, so that was my big draw. Okay. Ant, well worth the look up. <laughs> so anyway, but like it's her and her best friend and her sister. And they're all, they're, they're all basically, for different reasons, in desperate need of money. Okay. Fast cash. And so they decide to rob a grocery store. Okay. They figure that's a quick thirty thousand dollars. That's ten thousand a piece. That covers their their needs, and they can get themselves back on solid footing. Well, it turns out they got more than they bargained for, and the the entire season is them trying to figure shit out and trying to make money. I mean, it, it's it's really it's it's really I don't want to give anything away because it's a really good show. Yeah, like it's actually very well done. Like I I watch it just because it's got Christina Hendricks and it's got um. Rietta, who was in Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Um, 
so like those are the two reasons I watched the show, but it turned out it turned into a very good show. Like I was very impressed with it. I liked the story that it told. Yeah. Yeah. So I would highly recommend catching season one of Good Girls on, on Netflix if you have the opportunity. That's cool. And then something we've both apparently been watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was uh, a show called Another Life. Yeah. Uh, this is a science fiction show. It's uh, the, the, the the big attraction for me was Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. Uh, who played Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Um, but it also featured, um, I can't believe I can't remember the dude's name. But I will have it in just a moment. Samuel Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not going to tell you I'm a big fan of Samuel Anderson, but he did play Danny in um, a season of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, the see, he was he was Claire's boyfriend the f- first season with uh, the old guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The, the last guy, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, so he was he was he was in that first season with Capaldi, mm-hmm. um, and I liked him in that season. I thought he was a very good actor. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, first the, the main draw for me was Katie Sackhoff. He's a bonus, but like, what what what, what you I've completed the series. You've got like one or two episodes left. So what have you thought so far? I, I've loved it. Okay, I have truly. I, I thought I think it's. I mean, it had me hooked from the first episode on. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked everything about it. I mean, it's kind of, you don't really know what's happening. Right. I, don't, I don't think you're supposed to. But you kind of, I don't know. I thought it was really good. Uh, acting's good. I like the science part of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, effects are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's some money dropped into it. Yeah. You know. Um, I really like the computer. Uh, William. William, yeah. yeah. I really like him. I like his part. Yeah. I like his arc because there seems to be an arc with him. Yeah. That goes through. Um, yeah. The characters I like. The different characters I do like. Okay. Um, I like the fact that they have backup crews. Yeah. I think that's really neat. Yeah. I think that's one of the neatest things of the series is like, oh, you lost your pilot? Ah, wake this guy up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of cool for people that die. Yeah. During the show, they can, right? You know, bring another character into the fold. Yeah, you you, you can keep the same amount of people on the show. Just you get rid of a character, and you have an excuse. Okay, well, we can just wake this person up. Right. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I like the ship. I like the way it looks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I love it. You? I I have a much different take on this show. Okay. Like, for the most part, I can give a shit less about the majority of the characters on this show. Really? I, I have found the majority of them to be really fucking annoying. I don't I don't find that. Like, that's fine. I mean, this is my opinion. Especially with her. Well, I, 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 I feel like this is a great, this would be a great show. I, I think Katie Sackhoff and, and Samuel Anderson have done a fantastic job. Um... On this show. I feel like the guy who plays her husband on Earth has been very good. Um, I feel like the overall story that they're trying to tell has been very interesting. Mm-hmm. 
But the problem is the majority of the crew, I can care less whether they live or die. But yeah, I think. But they're disposable, right? Well, I, I don't. I, fi- I don't feel like that at all. Like I feel like the, the they're they're trying to make you feel for these characters, and like I just don't like. The, I mean, the one Michelle, like. Like I, I, she's been like annoying, like since she they, they woke up in yeah. episode one. Yeah. Like I'm like thinking to myself, like you signed up for this shit. You had the you did couldn't have thought this was going to be a carnival cruise, right, right? You know, you're going to an alien planet. Yeah. You couldn't have thought this was going to be easy. And all you've done is bitch moan and complain and said you need to turn the fucking ship around. Yeah. yeah. Like, really? Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Um. You know, so like the majority of the characters, I I, I just I haven't connected with like, at all, like, and it's it's not even like a well, they're they're because one of the things like I, I read like after I watched the show last night, like this morning, I was looking at reviews of the show, and everybody's like, oh, it's just millennials, boohoo, and like and I didn't get like I wasn't feeling that like at all, but like I just didn't care about the characters, like it was like. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I don't feel that millennial vibe at all. No, but they, they tried to push at the first episode, like where they were talking about, you know, you know why everybody's under the age of twenty seven? It's because after twenty seven, you start to care about life. Yeah. Where under twenty seven, you'll take risks. Yeah. That's why everybody on the ship is under twenty seven, except for her. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and that was a, meant also meant that like you know because she wasn't willing to take the risk of trying to slingshot around the star, and now we're gonna just take our time. You know, where the other guy who was the captain, who, by the way, is a good actor. Yeah. Like, him, I, I was bummed out that, you know, yeah, they got rid of. Yeah. <laughs> because I liked him as a character, uh, as an actor. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he played Superman on, on, on Supergirl. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, I, I, I liked him. And uh, so, like, that's what it was meant to convey is, like... <clears throat> That that one line was meant to convey like later on, like when she's not willing to take the risk to risk the ship, which almost killed them when they did do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like you're not willing to take a risk, you're not willing to do what needs to be done to to get there as fast as possible. I don't want to fuck around and wait seven more months because I want to go home and do shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you signed over the wrong mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do like the pilot that they woke up though. Yeah, like her, like her character is interesting. Like I didn't say all of them; I said the majority of them. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, her character is interesting. Like um, her back, I, like there, there's an arc there that we haven't really. Yeah, well, maybe I'll find out more in the next two episodes. But I do like that character. Some characters I like, and some die, some I don't. Yeah, like I guess I can say the same thing, but I. I don't know. I feel for more more of the characters than you probably you do. Yeah. For some like, reason, the the three in engineering that end up hooking up together. Yeah, yeah. Like I can care less about their storyline or their characters. Yeah. Like they, they they don't interest me at all. And they never developed her storyline that much. No. Like, and there was more to her. Like, I mean, it was like you know, because what I thought was going to be interesting would be like her having a rebellious streak against the captain because her brother was on her first ship. Right, right. You know, like I mean, th- 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 there was a there, there were a lot of interesting threads that they could have run, but they didn't for some reason. They uh-huh. took other directions, and they did it in a way that I was just like, "Hey, okay." Like, 
and it ends with like a real cliffhanger ending. Uh huh. And I'm like, I'm interested to see season two, but only because the story at least is interesting. Like, even though it's it. It's eh, it's at least an interesting story that will hold my attention. Mm-hmm. But like, the majority of the characters, I was just like so blah. I tell you what, though, I tell you what was some badass shit. Was that dream sequence she was having? Oh, yeah. that was a great episode. Yeah, that, that was, was probably the best episode I saw. That was. That was unbelievable. The science behind the whole getting her out of REM. Yeah. And like them trying to do their thing. Right. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was a really, really good episode. Yeah. It and, was. And like the I, horror, yeah. science horror in that episode was really good. Yeah. And like, was yeah. that future. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good in this show. Like, I am I, I would recommend it if that you have nothing else to watch. Like, it's, it gets a meh from me. I wouldn't say that. Okay, I've that, seen some worse series on Netflix than that. So have I. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, it, 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 it's not something I'm saying, rush out and see this show. I know you are. Uh-huh. I'm not. Like, I'm kind of meh on this. Yeah. You know, when season two comes out, am I going to watch it? Yes. Am I going to hurry up to watch it? Probably not. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it, it'll, it's definitely something that will be like, okay, yeah, I should get around to watching this finally. Yeah. You know? I really liked her, though. I, I really liked that character. Her. Um, yeah, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, her yeah. character's really good. I mean, she's going through struggles as well. So, I mean, like... Right. I thought that was... Which led to that one episode that you talked about. And it, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I... Well, I mean, and, I mean, they carry on. Like, I mean, you know, the, the, her, those struggles continue. Like, when she... The, the, when they're all high. Yeah. Because that dude smuggled the... The plants on the weird planet on, you know, like that mo, like that moment is based upon the fact that what what happens in that moment is because she misses home, yeah, right, and she's taking advantage of William to not miss home, yeah, yeah. you know, and that leads to all sorts of fucked up shit, yeah, you know, and I mean, it's just it's. It's, 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 it's an interest like the, the, the concept of the show I find very interesting it's just unfortunately the majority of the characters I'm like if they live or die I don't care except for like Katie Sackoff and and Samuel Anderson right and I like her too I don't want I don't want that pilot to die either yeah and I don't want the father to die either those kids yeah like I found that they don't really develop into it much, but the stuff on Earth is pretty interesting as far as the science that goes behind trying to communicate with this fucking thing. Right. I mean, I get it. I mean, I get where they're going with that. Right. But outside of him and her, I really don't care about and, anybody and, else on Earth either. And like, I mean, they even have like Selma Blair. Yeah. You know who? I'm thinking to myself like, well, this should be a very interesting character, and like they never like. She's like a one-note character, like the entire time. Yeah, she is. You know, and it's. And I thought she was going to be bigger too in the series from yeah. the opening of this, you know. Yeah. Thing, but she kind of gets to a point where you're like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that too. No, I think in the next, like again, like I, I could say, like I, from what I can see, like she may have a much larger presence in the next season. Yeah. If it gets made. Because of what happens with her. Yeah. But, I mean, beyond that, 
Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it kept me going. Like I was like, oh, next episode. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, next episode. But it was mostly because of her and the computer. Yeah, that's really why I was watching. Right. It. Yeah, I mean, that's that was me too. Like, like those those two actors. Actually, I found myself actually fast forwarding through a couple parts yeah. to get to those two characters. Again. Yeah. Like I, I, I found Kate. Kate I mean, I, I like Katie Sackoff a lot. I've, I've watched her in other things other than Battlestar Galactica, just because Katie Sackoff's in it. Yeah. Um, I haven't enjoyed those other shows like Longmire. I tried watching Longmire because she's in it. I couldn't get into it. It wasn't my cup of tea, but she's very good in it. Yeah. Um, so like, like her returning to science fiction like this got me excited, and I feel like it's a decent story. I feel like you know there are. Like her, Samuel Anderson, that the Kaz, the other pilot. Yeah. Like those are interesting characters, but other than that, man, you could burn the rest of the ship down. You know, yeah, yeah. that's that's my opinion. Yeah. And so because of that, I do give it kind of a a meh. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna say rush out and watch this show, I, you know. But at the same time, if you if you've got the time and you're not you're looking for something, it's worth at least checking out and seeing if you enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think we've been getting into shows too lately that, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of shows that we've been watching as well that you start to fall in love with a number different of characters. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And TV always hasn't been like that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like The Walking Dead especially, you start getting invested in all these different characters. Right. And it's like this, you know, all the other characters and shows other shows have just been kind of like yeah they're there you know what i mean but yeah so it's kind of like there but i think we want more investment in the characters that are given because kind of what we expect do you know what i mean i I don't know like when you first watched alien were you invested in every single character of alien no no it was really just the captain and sigourney weaver and the robot yeah you no, know, I, I I get do what you, you're. Do you get what I mean? I like, get what you're saying, but that but that's a different situation. In a series, no, I, I get in, it. In, in in a series, like, I mean, the, the prime example of this is if if you look at like, like a Star Trek, as the example of what we're trying to do here. Okay, you're trying you you know you have an investment in sure. the, the bridge crew, quote, quote unquote. You know, yeah, like the 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 seven they, they they give you seven main characters. Right. These are the seven you care about. Now, you know, even in those situations, many times the captain is the main character. Right, right. You know, if you, you look at, you know, starting with, with, well, I mean, with the original Star Trek, it was the big, it was, there was the bridge crew, but, you know, it was, it was, the show was about Spock, McCoy, and Kirk. Right. You know, everybody else was a side character. Right. You know, with Next Generation, you know, you had the, the seven main characters, but yet, Picard was the standout. That that was the guy that he was the main character of the show. Right. Even when you did a side episode about another character, you were like, "Why well, can't we get back to Picard?" Right. You know. And it was the same thing with like Deep Space Nine. You know, Cisco was the main character, and you know, in um, Star Trek Voyager, Janeway was the main character. You know, but they had a. There were other. Cat, there was other members of the cast, but it was like it was clear that the captain was the focal point of the show. Right, right. It wasn't until Discovery where the captain wasn't the focal point of the show. Yeah, talk about a good series. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, but like, but but right. even like when you look at Discovery, 
it wasn't until the second season where like they really developed like the other members of the crew. It was it was about like they had four or five people that they really only focused on. Right. So in the show like this with a, another life, that's my expectation is, and that's what they did. I mean, they give you this crew of of ten people. Right. And you're, but the problem becomes, out of the ten, six of them I just haven't grown an attachment to or could care less about. And I mean, and it's. Not that they didn't try to develop a storyline for them. It's just the storyline just isn't that interesting to me. Yeah. Because it's all romantic-based. Yeah, it is. Come and to think and, about it. Yeah. And, all, and all I want to say, if you think about it, the the doctor and the the farmer guy. Yeah, yeah. That that The only thing you know about those two characters is, is what's developed between those two as, as a romantic interest. Right. And the engineering team... <laughs> yeah. It... You know, just the three of them wanting to fuck each other. Yeah. That's it. That's all you know about those characters. Yeah, you're right. For the most part. I mean, I get you on, yeah. on a depth depth point of view. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much there. Like, they haven't taken the time to develop those characters beyond that. Right. It seems like they've also thrown all their depth into her. Yeah. All of it, actually. Most of it. Yeah. Is surrounding her. Yeah. And the robot kind of just... He's like her psychologist in a way. Yeah. Like her best friend. Yeah. Trying to get her through. Right. And there is a little bit more story to the other pilot mm-hmm. that we saw that's coming out. Do you know what I mean? Right. With her story. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, I guess they haven't. I mean, they haven't. I still like it. I, I still. Like, I, I, I'm not I'm not belittling the show or your opinion. I just, I feel like. The show focused way too much on her, which normally I wouldn't say is a bad thing. Right. But in this instance, you're trying to make me care about these other characters, and you've made them so shallow that it that they don't hold my interest. Yeah. Even the quote-unquote villain of the series... Really isn't that interesting. Oh, that <laughs> Sasha. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 that's just. Yeah, they didn't really do a good backstory with him either. Daddy complex and all this kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, and it's just all kind of slap dash together. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. I mean, it, it, that's the problem with the show. Like, you're right. Like, it, it, it when it focuses back on Katie Sackoff. And and Samuel Anders or Sasha or or even back to Earth a little bit. Yeah. Those are characters that you like you have concerns for. You get you care about. Right. But like when, when they do this whole thing with like, you know, these other characters, that I just I've felt like, you know, yeah, they're 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 just red shirts. Right. You know. And I thought that and I and my my one complaint, um a couple complaints about the show itself, but I didn't really understand the love triangle. I didn't think it needed to happen. No, it just there was no there was no place for it. Like it really didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it didn't make a lot of sense either because you didn't know a lot of backstory on the characters. 
Yeah. But I don't even know if that would have helped. No, I don't think so. Um, and I did have a complaint when she killed that guy. I didn't have a problem with her killing him. No, neither did I. But I had a real problem with her going, I killed him. So everybody on crew thinks she murdered him. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is he came at her with a knife. Yeah. And was going to kill her. Right. And in self-defense, she killed him. Right. But I don't understand why that was hidden. I mean, why couldn't she say, hey, he came at me with a knife and I killed him. Yeah. Does that make sense to I, you? I agree with you. Like, like yeah, it was I mean, a that... real, real weird plot thing that they yeah. were doing. And I, don't, I when, when that happened, I was almost like, eh. Yeah. I don't really like where this is going. Right. I don't know why she's harboring, you know, the feeling of a murderer. Yeah. When she did this in self-defense, it was either him or her. Yeah. He was coming for her. Right. And she killed him. Right. There you go. Yeah. That, I see. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Oh, yeah. From? Yeah. I didn't understand that. I don't understand why she would want to keep that. Right. Yeah, I mean... Especially I, from the crew. Yeah, I mean, that didn't make any sense to me either, because... Because for several episodes afterwards, they kind of carry that resentment against her. Yeah, and it was it was strange. Yeah, and there was a couple like points like that where I didn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, if that was my ship, and if I couldn't see, and I was in my quarters, yeah, and someone came in to strangle me, yeah, press the button, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean, like. Yeah. I'll wake someone else up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's just me. I mean, like... Yeah. How you like Deep Space now? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's... There was... I had a lot of issues with that. Just yeah. didn't make a lot of sense to right. me. Right. I get that. But, anyway. Moving forward. Moving forward. So, we did have a couple of trailers that dropped this week. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain you did not watch. And that was the trailer for um won't you be my neighbor no yeah i did watch that okay the girls made me watch it i I know i don't care i know you're not a mr rogers fan (laughs) but what i want to ask you is this did you find tom hanks odd in the role of mr rogers very odd like a creeper odd yeah like I, I thought the way he's like Tom Hanks has a very specific way of speaking, uh-huh. and he's been like over his career. Like I know he's done some accents and stuff like that, but for the most part, he you know he's used his own voice. And in this case, he's trying to do something. He's trying to sound like Mister Rogers, and like he's like, <laughs> "Won't you be my neighbor?" And he's like the way he's talking, trying to sound like Fred Rogers, doesn't work for me. No, no. Like, I'm not saying, hey, I'm Tom Hanks! You know, but, like, it was just, like, the way he's trying to do, like, an impression of Fred Rogers, like, with, like, an accent or something, mm-hmm. like, it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> and I'm bummed out because, like, I know, like, not that I was going to rush out to see this movie in a theater anyway, mm-hmm. but it bums me out that when I do watch it, it's going to be a distraction for me. Yeah, as soon as I saw Lady Elaine, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. Fuck that. <laughs> that puppet comes out. Does she have to be in it? Yeah. That puppet came out. <laughs> you immediately turned it off. But yeah, I'm no, I just looked at my phone. Yeah. It's done. 
Oh. I can't stand it. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like it's a very well done movie, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to do well. Um, but like, it just like it's something about, and I, I like Tom Hanks as an actor, and I'm sure he does very well in the in the role. But like, it's just the way he's speaking, trying to like just mimic right Fred Rogers in a way is just like the only thing I did like about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm going to pick anything out, I like the whole interview interviewee process of it yeah i think that's a good way to approach this film well that's because it's, it's i mean it's based off of the fact that this this guy he was doing this piece about who we consider heroes and he was tearing people apart mm. like he was like this person isn't a hero and this is why yeah you know and that was his goal with fred rogers his goal with fred rogers was to prove to people that he wasn't a good man yeah he was like, he, you know, he's just another person that, that we're putting on a pedestal for no good reason. Mm. And it turned out he was wrong. <laughs> you know, like Fred Rogers really was a, just a good man. Yeah. You know, and he was trying to do, you know, he the, the things that he talked about were the things that he believed in on that show. Yeah. You know, being nice to your neighbor, be, you know, being friendly. All the things that he talked about on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood were... Differences. Were, yeah, differences, stuff like that. All those things that he talked about were things that he truly believed in as a person. Yeah. And he was conveying that through his TV show. And, like, I, the, the guy finds out, like, over this interview period, this is who Fred Rogers really is, and he's devastated by this fact that, like, what the thing that he believes is that inherently all people are awful is wrong. Right. That there really are good people in this world. Yeah, and people who do deserve to be put up on a pedestal a little bit, and that's like there's that line where he's like, "You, you, you love broken people like me, don't you?" You know that that's where that it comes from is because he learned that you know this one man was truly worth the adoration that he received, right? You know. So I mean that's that's what makes the story interesting. Yeah, you know, you, like the story of Fred Rogers itself isn't all that interesting. It's a documentary, you know, but. This one moment in time where this this person wanted to tear Fred Rogers down and couldn't because he found out he really was the good person that he portrays devastated him and made him rethink his entire life. Nice, you know, yeah. which is interesting. So anyway, from that aspect, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be very. I, I, I'm I'm sure it's going to be you know Academy Award bait. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. If it's done right, like I, I, I mean, you know, at worst, it's probably going to get like another Oscar nomination for Hanks, yeah, yeah. for best actor, <laughs> yeah. you know, may, maybe if it's that good, maybe you're talking a best picture, yeah. But th- I mean, th- but this is the type of stuff that Oscar goes for, yeah. yeah. You know, what I mean, like it's not, they're they're not going to look at the next movie we're going to talk about, <laughs> you know, Zombie Land, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to look at that and say. Even though it's chock filled with Academy Award winning and nominated actors, actors right. and actresses, it's not going to be up for anything, <laughs> right. you know. But this is the type of movie that like they, the Oscars just eat up. Yeah, you know. So and it's about Fred Rogers. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I have no doubt that it's going to get at least consideration. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the other big trailer that was released this week, uh, Zombieland Double Tap. Yeah. Did you see that trailer? Yeah. What'd you think? It looks fun. Oh. It lo- it looks like what you expect Zombieland 2 to be. Yeah. You know. 
It does. It honestly, yeah. I mean, like I have, I had no problem with it. Like I'm watching the trailer, just kind of giggling away. Yeah, you know, it's, it'll entertain me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I don't have any problems with the, what I saw. No, just waiting for it to come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be as good as the first. I'm sure it's not. It never is because the characters have already been established. Yeah. So it's hard, you know. I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a storyline, you know, and stuff like that, which seems to have they have one. Yeah. But, um, of course, they have one. But it's kind of apparent in the what I saw in the trailer. Um, yeah. But, you know, I liked the first one so much because you got into every single character that was in it. Yeah. As dumb as it may appear at some points. Yeah. Like, showing up in Bill Murray's house. But what I'm saying is, like, you even liked Bill Murray. Yeah. You got what he was doing. Yeah. He just played a round of golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Acting as his own. Yeah. I mean, that was cool. Yeah. You know? But, um... But anyway, I mean... Like, these people have already been established, so we don't have to go through all that again. Right. And Woody's arc throughout the... Yeah. Show his arc, her arc. Yeah. The little one's arc. You know what I mean? Right. Even Bill Murray's short arc. Yeah. You know? Um, so we'll see. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be fine. It's just not going to be as good as the first one. Who knows? It might blow me away. Maybe it, it will be. I, I, am, I am intrigued to see, like, I mean, you know, clearly, like, you know, there's there's some tension. Like, I'm, I'm willing to bet, like, at some point, you know, Eisenberg's character and... Emma Stone's character had a relationship and broke up because there's that moment where like the new girl's like I forgot the seatbelt rule and she's like oh you told her the rules yeah (laughs) she's like just a few she's like 76 of them (laughs) you know so like like there's clearly like some yeah yeah. relationship tension there and I look for the new girl dying oh yeah I'm sure yeah I'm sure but like I, I mean there's um Oh, God, I can't think of her name. I can't believe I can't think of her name. Woody Harrelson's... Is it woman? Yeah. Let me look (laughs) it up here. The rules. That was another good thing about the first one, too. Yeah. His... Rosario Dawson. Yeah, his... His narration of what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know Rosario Dawson hold, hold, when she's holding the gun to Woody. Yeah, and he's like, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, I I, li- I like that. that I mean, I, I'm sure it's just a minute, but like you know, Luke Wilson and um, Thomas Middlechurch yeah. when they show up, looking like Woody and Eisenberg. Yeah, like, that, that was just like, and this does like. Am I high? There's enough people in this movie that should be good. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean. Just it, out of the main characters alone. Yeah. It should be good. Like, I mean, it, it looks like one of those movies, again, like, I mean, do I think it's going to be as good as the first one? Well, no. No, I don't. Because the first one was, again, like this amazing, like, lightning in a bottle type movie. Yeah. But do I expect it to be fun? Absolutely. Oh yeah, you know. Sure. So, fingers crossed there. Yeah. 
so. Oh my. Let me go. That's not where I want to be. So, here's an interesting bit of information I found. Okay. Yeah, as we as we all know, Guillermo del Toro will never get a chance to make Hellboy three. Yeah, that's been completely shit canned. Um, however, you know he he did have a story he wanted to tell, and he even went to um, Mike. Uh, McNola, who is the creator of Hellboy, mm-hmm. uh, and asked if he could, you know, hey, let's let's do this Hellboy three comic book, so that story can at least be told. Okay, you know, people want to hear what the story was that I wanted to tell. <coughs> um, I understand we're we're not in business anymore as far as making a movie, but let's put out a comic book and and tell the story. Mm. Mike McNola refused. Really? Yeah. Now he he, he gave it. Um, he, he, and this is Mignola. This didn't even come from Del Toro. Um, I think he, Mike Mignola recently... Um, Street Rant talked to Mike Mignola recently, and that's where he made this frustrating revelation. I think Del Toro mentioned to me once, and I said no. I think let the comics be the comics. The comics are confusing enough for people. Let's not have two different versions of Hellboy of the Hellboy comic out there. My vote would be to say no. Now, I mean, I get it. Like Mike, Mike Mignola, and it is. It's it. It can be confusing. Like if if you're on the outside looking in at those comics and trying to figure out what you're supposed to read, mm. and what the order is you're supposed to read. Because in the timeline, he jumps back and forth quite a bit. Mm. Plus, there's other like the BPRD comics and stuff like that. So, he, like he's created a, a comic book franchise himself with Hellboy and all the surrounding stuff around it. Yeah. And so I, I get his point to a certain extent, but at the same time, you know, there are five different Batman comic books out there, and whenever DC releases a Batman movie, they release a comic book tie-in to it. Yeah. That nobody confuses with anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't see how, like, if you, if you branded it right, like, you know, Hellboy 3, you know, from, from the mind of Guillermo del Toro... Hellboy three, you know, yeah, and and you get credit as a creator on it. Why that couldn't be done? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it just, like it, it just it sounded it sounded to me like it was like such there, there's such sour grapes between those two. Like even when Del Toro's like, look, I get it. We're you don't want to make a movie with me, but can we at least do this because people want to see how this story ends? And you're like, fuck no, no, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, like, movie tanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, you know, meanwhile, like, I mean, yeah, like you're the movie that you created, the one that you said was was truer to the the feel of Hellboy, like completely tanked, right? And wasn't good at all. Yeah. Like even I, like watching that movie, I was like, "Fuck, this is a stinker." Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is so bad. And it, it was like such a disappointment. Like, why wouldn't you at least let Del Toro tell his story? Right, like it, unless it's just you're just in such like a fuck you type right. of, you know, like I I, I don't want no, I want nothing to do with you or the money that you would bring me, <laughs> right. you know, that's how stubborn I am. I know this would sell, and I still don't care. <laughs> right, you know, of course it would sell. Yeah, 
What do you think? What you, that, is, is it like a dick move, or does it make sense to you? I, it's his choice, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be a dick move if he went to Del, Del Toro and said, let's finish this in a book form. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Del Toro would have been like, nah, I'm good. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But him, I mean, it's his, it's his property. Yeah. So. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I get exactly what you're saying. But we'll never know. So. No, we won't. We won't. So. So, in other news, are you hoping to see more Mad Max, my friend? Yeah. Okay. Well, your wish is going to be granted because George Miller... Is saying he's making three more Mad Max movies. <laughs> Why is everybody going for like three, five movies, seven movies? Well, okay, this is what he says. He, he he Miller indicates that three more Mad Max related films are going to be are going to happen, including one that centers on Charlize Theron's Furosa. Um, he says there are two stories, both involving Mad Max and a Furosa story. We're still solving. We've got to play out the Warner's thing. It seems to be pretty clear that this is going to happen. So apparently, the Warner's thing is a legal battle with Warner Brothers over a multi-million-dollar bonus that Miller's production company believes it is entitled to for completing Mad Max: Fury Road under budget. If you can believe that movie was fucking under budget, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, holy hell! Yeah. Um, but Warner Brothers has disagreed, and the case has been eking its way through the court system for years. Um. You can't wait too much longer. Yeah. Miller seems to imply that even though he has a different film coming up next, he and the team are ready to launch into pre-production on a Furious sequel. I've been there too often when you announce movies are going to happen and they fall away. It happened three times on Fury Road and eventually we got the damn thing made. We're just coming out of a meeting as we speak and we're well into pre-production on this one. I'm cautiously optimistic it's going to go well. Um, it's possible Miller says this one at the end the end there he's referring to being in pre-production on his genie love story 3,000 years of longing <laughs> but if you read the full interview just a few sentences before that he says he hopes to begin pre-production on 3,000 years of longing before the end of this year so we're not entirely certain where all of these projects stand at the moment Either way, it's great news to hear him speaking so optimistically about the future of Mad Max franchise because people who were impressed by Fury Road read that as everyone who saw it have been eagerly anticipating a follow-up ever since the original Blue Minds back in 2015. So. Like. Are you, are you hoping it's it's a, it's a um, Hardy returning to the role of Mad Max then? Yeah. Okay, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't know if he will. Yeah. But I like Tom Hardy as Mad Max. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with him as Mad Max. Uh-huh. It was one of those weird things. Like I was, it was a concern of mine just because it's, you know, especially with me, like I close, so closely associate that with Mel Gibson, but he right. he did a very good job in the role. Um. It's like, I gotta look at my guy. George Miller's gotta be like fucking 90 
at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, he, he he's a, an old guy. George Miller. He was born uh, March 3rd of 1945. Okay. That puts him in his 70s. Yeah. That's a guy who did happy feet. That's so hard to believe. <laughs> he also did Babe. <laughs> Weird, huh? It is. It's, it's really weird. Like, because like you look at like the Mad Max movie, like particularly like the first Mad Max movie, and then you know, the Road Warrior. They are such violent movies. Mm-hmm. Like the third one's not nearly as violent. It is, but it isn't. Like right. it's like a toned down version of Mad Max, in my opinion. Like the Road Warrior is just a a, a, a horrifically violent movie. Yeah. Like, and then like this is the same guy who who like you know, twelve years later is gonna make Babe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a story of a, of a of a pig who wants to be a sheepdog. Right. To save his life. Yeah. And then like. Ten years later from that, he's gonna make Happy Feet. <laughs> like it's just it's it it. I mean, and also I mean, he was a guy who was supposed to direct you know that Justice League movie. I you know I've talked about. Yeah. Like so like like you like you want to talk about eclectic directors. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean and, I mean and even like Fury Road is a, a violent movie, like especially for like two thousands. It's it's a. It's a hard movie. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. you know. People loved it, though. Oh, it's an amazing movie. It's beautifully shot. And, like, because it's all real stunt work and everything, it looks amazing because it's, you know, very little CGI in it. He insisted on doing everything for real, you know. Man. So, like, like all that shit that you're seeing, like, with, like, you know, the guitar player, the speakers, they built that. And it drove, you know. So like, I mean, people on the bend sticks. Yeah, like shit like that was like real. It's like really impressively done. And I mean, and and again, it's like the fact that movie came in under budget is amazing to begin with. Yeah, you know, like I'm dumbfounded by that. Right, right. You know, but let alone like you know, it's also just beautiful. It's a beautiful. You know, I know you hate the desert. You have to admit, it's a beautiful movie. It was pretty man. Yeah. It was good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's just as a director, he he's a, just a fascinating person because as a director, he's done such weird things. <laughs> right. Like you, you do, you do, you look at like you know the Mad Max movies and what they are, and you're like, you know, right. wow, man, this this is a guy who I don't know how he sleeps at night, but then he turns <laughs> around and he like, does Babe and Happy Feet, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. But whatever works, I guess. <laughs> right. You know. But you're down. You're you're in for more Mad Max. Yeah, for sure. I like Mad Max. I am as long as the story's good. Like I, I don't know why. Like, I, I it's it's one of those weird things. Like I mean, I think we all can admit that Beyond Thunderdome is a bad movie. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, I. And, 
you know, you, there's nobody to blame but George Miller for that. Right. Yeah, you know, he, he he wrote it, he directed it. Yeah. You know. Um, but then, you know, but you look at the first two Mad Max movies, and they're so fucking brilliant. Yeah. You know, you're just like, wow, wow. Like, was this, like, studio pressure to make it more commercialized? Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, there, there are parts of the, 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 the Thunderdome part is amazing. And then when, you know, he gets slingshotted to, to the kids, and you're just like, what yeah. the fuck? What is this? Yeah. Fucking raw, uh, Peter Pan? Yeah. It was, it was a very weird. Like, whole, the whole thing was just... Strange. Yeah. But. No, I agree with you. Yeah. So one last tidbit. Because um, we are the home of, of, you know, what's going on in, in streaming. Uh, you know, NBC Universal's streaming service to debut in April, and it's taking a different approach than its competitors. Um. So a, 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 B, NBC Universal is going to launch in April 2020, um, but they're not like talking about like a ton of stuff that's like uh, originals for the the service. Okay, like you know CBS All Access does a lot of stuff that you could only get on the streaming service. Right. Um, you know Disney Plus, which you know. They own ABC, you know. They're all their stuff, you know. They're, they're talking about a ton of original stuff. We we know what Netflix does. We know what Hulu does. We know what Amazon does. You know, everybody does original stuff. Right. And NBC Universal is kind of like, yeah, we're just gonna rely on our catalog. <laughs> nice. Now I hear. Which is like a weird thing to kind of. Especially in this day and age, to kind of rest your laurels on, because I mean, that's how Netflix started with catalog stuff, right? But how far can I really carry you, right? Not far. No. Nah. Like I, I can't imagine. That, like I, you know, you're, you're talking about. Well, you get the Office back next year, and you know, so that's kind of like you're going to be like the ex- the exclusive home of the Office, which I mean. To this day, like, you know, Netflix has pretty much said is their biggest show. Like, people rewatch that over and over and over again. I have, it's like Nancy's go to when she needs something to watch when she goes to bed. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, it makes sense that this is, like, a big deal and you'd want to say, hey, we're the exclusive home of the office now. But at the same time, it's like, and? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not going to be tuned in for reruns of Night Rider. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. You know, this is the exclusive home of the A Team. <laughs> right. You know, no, nobody's tuning in for that shit. Right. You know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. It's a very weird situation. I, I just like. I. I wonder if it's again. Like I. I know it's supposed to be included as part of my 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 Comcast package. Uh. You know, which is great. I don't have to subscribe to it. I'll have it already. Right. But, like, you as somebody who doesn't have it, there's clearly no enticement for you to re- run out and get this. No. Like, you're not going to miss the office that fucking much. No, I, there's no reason for me to get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch many old TV shows anyway. Right. I understand it, but, like, the average person does. Like, I, I, that I can attest to. Like, even I do. Like, like, Parks and Rec. I love going back and watch, rewatching Parks yeah, and Rec. Yeah, but you ain't going to... You ain't gonna go back and watch fucking Hardcastle and McCormick. No, 
But Nancy has rewatched Miami Vice. I heard, huh? Yeah. You know, um, so I mean that there are some like like older shows like that. Yeah. That like, I know she has. I, I'm sure there are other people that do. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure that there are probably statistics for people who rewatch Cheers, on whatever streaming service that's on. Right. You know. Um, I mean, the only show I can think of that I've gone back to watch is probably the X Files. Yeah. Because they still hold up to me. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. I, don't, I can't think of a show that I will go back and watch. Yeah. Like, I'm at a point where, like, I'm, you know. I mean, Parks and. Something below 2000. Right. Do you know? What I mean? Right. I, 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 I think the only. Like, I mean, there are a few exceptions. Like, I think I would go back and I would love to rewatch, only because it's been years upon years upon years since I've watched it. Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, the grassy. Um, no, Babylon Five. Okay. Like I haven't watched that in forever. Okay. Um, so I, I I think that would be something I would like to go back and rewatch at some point. Um, <laughs> but other like you're right. Like other than that, like like even comedies. Like I can't think of anything that would like I would sit there and say like maybe Seinfeld. Like select episodes, like I wouldn't want to watch the whole series again. And people are big on watching Friends all over again. Yeah, yeah, that that was a big one. I mean, that was a what that's going to Warner. Uh-huh. So like, that was a big deal. Like they they made a big deal out of that coming to to, to them um, when that contract's up with uh, Netflix. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, you know, the, so I mean, there are some, but not a ton. You know, like I, 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 I feel like I'm sure Nancy's in the minority of people who've gone back and rewatched Miami Vice. Yeah, but I think Netflix is making a lot of money off this too. They have to be. Well, I mean, the, the, like with with The Office, I mean they're losing it. So like, how many subscribers do you like? The first thing becomes like, how many people do you lose as a subscriber uh-huh. because you no longer offer The Office? But how many of those people are going to go over the NBC Universal? All right. Like I can't. The, the the thing is, I can't see the office being that that big of a draw to somebody. Where it's like, even though they offer nothing else that would interest me whatsoever, I have to ha- be able to watch the office whenever I want to. So I'm going to give them my money. Right, right. You know, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like you, to in this day and age, you have to have original programming, as part of your streaming service, to attract an audience. Yeah. Like, I would not subscribe to CBS All Access if it wasn't for Star Trek Discovery. Right. You know, I mean, there are other things that we keep it for. Like, you know, Nancy watches Big Brother and, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff with Big Brother and, like, the 24-hour access that they give you with it, uh-huh. which is great when Big Brother's on. But otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for Star Trek. Yeah. You know. Um, but I don't think that 24-hour access would be something that she would sign up to get the service for. Right. It's, that alone isn't worth the six ninety nine a month or whatever it is we're paying. Yeah, yeah. you know, but you know, the, like other original programming has to at least come along and has to try to interest me. I, I'd still like to sit down and watch that this, the Twilight Zone. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, that's gonna be something I do after the move. But so there, there are things that you just kind of like you sit there and you say, well, hmm, I wonder. Do you see? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. We're on streaming service stuff like that, but did you see the thing for Creepshow? Yeah, we talked about it last week. Oh, okay. I was yes, just, I was just checking. Yeah, because I watched it again. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really good. <laughs> really impressive. 
Meh. Yeah, because I saw it again. I yeah. I wanted to bring it up. Okay. That's like in my forefront right now. Yeah. I get that. Well, let's, let's go ahead and... uh to the our, stairs, Billy. Yeah. It's the Pertoni old mailbag. <laughs> mailbag. And as always, for some ungodly reason, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Hello, my two favorite hosts who looked at each other's pee-pee during bath time. Mm. When was the last time you bathed together? I'm hoping just last week. I think the last time we bathed together, we were 10. <laughs> I locked my keys in a car near... No. No. Mm. So Ian got his tooth fixed in West Virginia. Uh, no. Now, what do you call 23 people in a room... In a room from West Virginia. Mm. A full set of teeth. Ha! Sean, I have some furniture for you. No, no, no. Nope. Uh, you missed the most important movie trailer that came out last week. Um, nope, 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 nope. It was Won't You Be My Neighbor with Tom Hanks. Well, technically it came out on Monday after we had recorded the show and posted it. So, no, we didn't miss it. We talked about it this week, my friend. <laughs> nope, nope, not going to besmirch Mr. Rogers' good name that way. <laughs> All right, time to go. I'm in Canton. I am ready to lift off in a hot air balloon for the Canton Balloon Fest. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping it was a contest of hot... No. <laughs> nope. I hope you enjoyed your balloon ride, and um, I'm surprised to see that you and Antonio Brown are enjoying the same modes of transportation. Yeah. Next up is our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Okay. Tim writes, hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. Thad wanted to know why you didn't tackle the Mr. Trailer Rogers trailer. Duh. Any true Superfan knows Ian hates Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Less rusty trombone jokes and more paying attention, Thad. You can do better. <laughs> well, plus also the trailer did come out on Monday. Yeah. So. From what I am seeing from say, Phase 4, well, it looks like Avengers Endgame is the last of the legacy to me. Just not digging any of the titles they rolled out. I'm on record for hating Ragnarok, so I'm obviously not pumped for Thor. Wonder why they didn't even try the high Lady Thor. Too much? Yes, that joke was too much. I, I, that's, want to see what he said there. Do you see it there? No, where? Um, right. Old man. Right there. <laughs> yeah, kit kit. If, if I'm editing that, I gotta I gotta edit that, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, seriously, Phase Four is coming up, coming a little weak sauce to me. None of the big guys. Doctor Strange isn't a big guy. No big team ups. I'm just not even into it. Was there even a Spidey movie? Oh no, there's no Spidey movie in Phase Four. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm, 
you know. It's also early. Yeah. I, I think, I, I mean, things I was surprised by, I was surprised there wasn't a Black Panther 2 in Phase 4. Yeah. Like, I really thought that's what you were going to see there. Um, the Doctor Strange movie didn't surprise me. Um, Thor did. I was a little surprised to see a Thor movie in there. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I, in Marvel I trust, I guess is the best way I can explain it. Yeah. Like, for the most part, like, you know, even movie, like, I mean, we, we hemmed and hawed about, like, you know, they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. What the hell are they thinking? Yeah. You know, no, you're right. The, the, these aren't the big the big hitters. But in all honesty, out of the big hitters, who's really left? <clears throat> you know, there, there's no more Iron Man movies to make. Yeah, there, no more cat movies. There's no more cat movies to make. Um, you know, that they've never made a, a Hulk movie. You know, I mean, when I think of the big hitters, it's it's those two. The, well, those two plus plus Thor, like yeah. you know, the 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 original Avengers, right? You know, um, so yeah, I, I mean, well, I get where the, there's none of the big boys, and like the, the big boys have kind of gone away, and this is kind of like, in a way, a bit of a reboot or a restart of the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe franchise, right? With the Eternals, with Shang Chi, you know, with um, a Doctor Strange movie, you know, you know, I do I do I think you have that linchpin of a Tony Stark going forward? No, I don't, you know, but or or Cap or or what you know, whoever I, I right. but you know, there's also no Avengers movie in Phase Four. All these phases have always ended with a, a an Avengers movie. There's no there's no Avengers movie here, right? Because the Avengers don't exist, right? You know. So, I'm intrigued to see where this goes and how they set up what the the future of the cinematic universe is, yeah. and how you do that. I think that's what Phase Four is going to be all about. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Maverick looks fun. I wanted to be a fighter pilot until I got glasses in the third grade. There goes that. I blame the Nintendo and sitting cl- too close to the television. I can see that. <laughs> Pup's first trip to Kennywood tomorrow. I'm excited. Actually, I am not. I hate people, and I used to, <laughs> used to be awesome at the milk jug game. Throw the ball, knock them down, I could pull a big-ass prize out of there. But I am way too removed from throwing a ball. I haven't even been to Kennywood in probably 15 years. Yeah, well, that'll... Speaking of rusty trombones, <laughs> got a little rust on that arm, my friend. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I am surprised we have not heard from Superfan Thad and a review of the, uh, the 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 Steel Curtain roller coaster. Yeah. I thought for sure he would have been there by now and given us that review, but nothing from him. And I know the pup is too small for the ride, so you're probably not going to get on it either or wait the two to three hours it would take to get to the ride so but i hope you had fun hope you had some potato patch fries and found some heinz ketchup <laughs> he does ask what games were you guys good at at kennywood at kennywood yeah were you good at any, any like the the games like the only games i was good at were in the arcade 
Like, I, I sucked at, like, the milk jug game or any of those games where, you, like, you try to get, like, the ping pong ball in a, in a yeah, bowl. Yeah, I only won that once, and I was, like, eight. Yeah. Um, uh, I was good at the... Uh, Couldn't shoot anything. The bowling game. Yeah. Remember that bowling? Yeah, you had to get it in, like, the, the cradle or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's good at the peach basket game. Remember the peach basket? Yeah, yeah. I was good at that. I'm, st- I'm going around the park. Yeah. Oh, the football game. I'm still good at it. Yeah. You saw it. Yeah. Um. Unless I was just on that day. Yeah. I was crushing that thing. Were you, you- there for, with me for that? Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah. It's like Bradshaw up there. Yeah. No, I won a lot of that game. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, like I, I, I was never good at anything. I never won. Uh, cat rack. I was good at cat rack. Yeah. But I never won anything from. I've never won anything from ring toss. I've never won from where you get the softballs and you throw the, the softballs. Yeah. And they have to land on the color. Yeah. I've never even won that. I've never even won a small prize on that. Yeah. Before. <laughs> no, like, I, 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 could, I couldn't play any of those games. Like, I, I suck at all of them. Like, yeah. even like, like that stupid fucking f- fishing game. Like, I it was like, I could. Like, it took forever for something to get on my fucking hook. <laughs> like, and that, I mean, that was like a guaranteed winner. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, they'd be all bunched up. I'd drop my hook in there and like, like come up with nothing. You know? So, like, I, no, I, I sucked at everything. You okay. know. So, like, I wouldn't even, like, I, I reached a point, like, when I did go to Canada, I wouldn't even waste my money on that shit. Yeah. You know, because I was like, I just, I'm not good at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to try to spend my money on, on, you know, food and drink. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, my friends give me a 20 for, like, games. I'm like, okay, that's 20 in the arcade, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm going to play an afterburner for 20 minutes. <laughs> right. I used to play time pilot up at the upper arcade. Yeah. <laughs> like even like ski ball. Like I was never good at ski ball. No. No. Hmm. So yeah, all, all those types of games of chance and shit like that, where like you know you win tickets or you win a prize or something. Like that, I've never been any good at. Yeah. You know, it's just it's one of those things. I just it was always outside of my skill set. Right. Like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Even, like, fastball. Like, I only had a 67-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> so, right. you know. I never I, liked the milk jug game. I thought that was just a complete rip-off. Yeah, no, yeah, there was especially a science when, Especially when you get tall. Yeah. And you can see the top of the damn thing. Yeah. And you're like, man. Yeah. Well, you know. I get there's a science to it, but I remember for years they were putting cellophane on top of the thing oh yeah so even if you did get yeah. hit it was gonna bounce well, they're, well they're, no the, the, the milk jug game he's talking about is the one where you knock him down no I know I'm talking about the big milk jug yeah like the one where you try to sh- sh- throw the ball into the jug yeah yeah no like, like he's talking yeah he's talking about the one where you, you knock him down yeah yeah I've never won that either no that's hard yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta have, have a special spin to the ball or something I, I could never figure that shit out <laughs> right so, 
No, I was awful with that shit, my friend. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was in the yard all freaking day, and I'm about to pass out. I'll catch you guys later. See ya, Otter. Well, we hope you enjoyed your day at Kennywood, and it wasn't too crazy. Yeah. So there you go. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man. I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have, and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And uh, lastly, we are a member of a number of different podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Cool. So that's it. On that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.